0: Winnie Chiro. Yes, boy. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, how are you doing?
1: I'm okay. Yeah. Weekend, passing time, being yeah.
0: home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I like how I get connected to people um who do different stuff and host them on the podcast. So I'm glad we we're able to connect. I am Bonnie Chibuka. On my podcast, The Ugandan Boy Talk Show, I've had an honor to sit down with some of the most incredible hearts and minds from Uganda, like Miss Uganda Oliver Nakakande, Jerome Ozor Jobs, the Executive Director of Jerome Model Management, Pastor Wilson Bugembe, and many, many more. On this podcast, you get to hear raw and real life stories of their journey, what they've been through, and the people that have inspired their journey so that they can make a difference in ours. Listen to the Ugandan Boy Talk Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Join the journey soon. So, where are you catching this podcast from?
1: I'm in Spain right now. Okay. I'm in catching Spain. from
0: Spain. How is, pay- how is Spain right now? How is the weather? How is the environment? Tell us a little bit about Spain.
1: We are now at that moment where you have a little bit of warmth. We call it the summer of San Juan.
0: Okay,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's just like a, a window of one week where it gets a little bit summery, mm-hmm. but not really. Yeah. So, yeah, but it ends this weekend. So.
0: So then you go to yeah. what do you go to?
1: We go back to the autumn. It's it's a it's like a week in autumn uh-huh. where it gets super warm. Like it gets up. I don't know how you calculate it in. in in, in, okay. in
2: the US, mm-hmm.
1: but for us we calculate in centigrades. okay so it goes up to like sometimes 28 centigrades. oh wow like super warm and nice yeah uh, but it only lasts like a week
0: oh really and then it's
1: off but it happens within autumn yeah hmm. so That's it's in... like uh, the last slap of summer before you dive deep into the cold
0: yeah like, i was gonna ask do you guys have winters and stuff all of it yeah you get because snow
1: there, there's some parts in the mountains that do get the snow but okay where I am, no. so it's I think because we are next to the sea it kind of regulates the yeah. temperatures
0: so it's like in uganda because a lot of ugandans have never seen snow but when you go mountain ruins there is is snow <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's not really a mountain there, there are villages that around that get snowy in uganda no, no, no. Oh, Here, okay, in Spain. okay. Okay. So some villages with the mountains that get really snowy like mm. the whole place. And then there's some places like Barcelona mm-hmm. that do not get snow
0: at all. That's exciting. Um, I love to learn about different places. I've never been to Barcelona. I would love um uh, to visit Barcelona. Uh one of my favorite song I've forgotten actually In Barcelona. I think have you played have you listened to that song? I think is
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a cool song. I like it. Yeah, I'll... I wish I could sing
0: it for you, but <laughs> the last recording, I wore my uh, Barcelona jersey because I loved Messi when he played in Barcelona. So I was like, I can't, I can't wait again for another recording. But I wanted to represent a little bit of Spain.
2: Come on, you should
0: have. Who cares? <laughs> I used uh, I'm super excited to have you on here. Uh, I'm an amazing work you're doing on with with fashion man it's when i tapped into your uh website instagram all the social medias like it's amazing to see a ugandan out there representing the culture and fashion um my first question is going to be like how was your journey like did you grow up in uganda move to spain or were you born in spain
1: um i was born in uganda and -hmm. then moved to spain okay around eight
0: years ago i moved to spain nice where in uganda were you born
1: in Kampala,
0: in Muya specifically. Mbuya, okay. Yeah. And then Diwe Wakiso, I was born in Wakiso. I don't know if you know. So the problem is Wakiso is a district and Entebbe is part of Wakiso district. So most people, when I tell them Wakiso, they're like, where in Wakiso? Wakiso is big. But like I'm from Wakiso Town Council. It's, it's just Wakiso. It's called Wakiso. Where the headquarters are, that's where I'm from. So that's why I tell people I... I grew up there, and then I moved to to the United States. Um How was your transition, like leaving Uganda to go to Spain? Like, what? Where did the idea come from? Like, you know what? I'm going to Spain. <laughs> that sounds like
1: Banko <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, again. Um, it was it was more a thing of wanting to change place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. It was. I don't know. I think I'm not yet at that point in my headspace where I would love to explain
0: right.
1: all the reasoning behind why I had to move to Spain. Mm-hmm. But it, it was it was a moment in my life that it felt like the right decision yeah. to make at that, at that particular mm-hmm. moment, and I'm glad I made that. Yeah. That decision
0: no, most I'm- most definitely, because even me. It's not something I planned that, oh, one time I'm going to go to the US, move to the US. No, it's just something that happened and worked out with whatever I wanted to achieve, whatever I was trying to do. So it worked out perfect. So that's that's amazing. Um, When you were in Uganda, like I'm trying to get the background of, of your story and your journey. Like, is it that when you're in Uganda, you tapped into fashion or when did you, ta- when did you then choose to go in, into fashion?
1: When I was in Uganda, I was a little bit into fashion. Okay. I I, I wouldn't say that I was thinking that I'm going to be a fashion designer, mm-hmm. so to speak, because at the beginning I was with crystal models. I was modeling. Okay. And there was there was this intrigue of trying to understand the world of fashion. You know, when you there is a certain power pulling you into something,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you do not know exactly. What it is that you want to do with that thing, mm-hmm. so it was the same thing i I just had interest in fashion, but it was not as clear as day that I want to be a fashion designer. I just knew there was something about fashion that was that was exciting for me, right. so I thought maybe it's because I want to be a model. I don't mm-hmm. know, <laughs> so let's go be a model yeah. so I went did that, but there was still a yearning that was not
2: fulfilled, you mm. know, yeah.
1: That is what I was telling you, it was a really good thing for me to move from Uganda to Spain, mm-hmm. because then is when I tapped in, you know, when you move from places, you rediscover yourself,
2: yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah.
1: and and that is when I rediscovered myself. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and try mm-hmm. fashion because I love fashion, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's modeling or it's fashion. Because even when I came here, I went into modeling and stuff. But still, there was yeah. a yearning that wasn't fulfilled. Yeah, and, and you, 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 you're only called a fool when you do things multiple times in the same way and expecting different results. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it was. It would be foolish of me to keep doing modeling and not mm-hmm. fulfill my yearn yeah. for fun and without trying another direction. So right.
0: sometimes in life, we use different means to get to our final destination. Like we use we go through different paths to get to where we want to be. Or like you might, and I, I remind people all the time, you might t- be doing something totally different. Like at least in some way modeling is connected to fashion because when models are on the runway, they're presenting different fashions and stuff. But like even in t- at times in life, you might be do- doing something totally opposite to what you want to do but that thing in whatever you're doing, it's a means to get to where you want to be. And when that time comes to what you want to do, it will be the perfect time. And then you can just go into that and tap uh, tap into what you want to do. So I was gonna ask you on that too, because every time I get an opportunity to ask somebody who is doing something, I want to know what they did in school. Because when we're in school, you know, we have our dreams that we want to achieve in school. We when you, you went. Did you go to school in Uganda? I okay. did. So, when you were in um, school, I would, I would say university, did you yeah. want to do fashion when you're in university? What did you want to do? No, I didn't
1: want to do fashion, I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, nice! I wanted to add your life out, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, lawyer winning that is who I wanted to be. Yeah. But then, life happens mm-hmm. and. And mom says, you know what, right now there is no financial capacity mm. to get you through law school and there are too many years to pay for, so let's look for an, a different path. Mm. And I went and did microfinance at Chambuco University. Nice.
0: Nice. nice. I
1: became a money person, <laughs> a credit officer. Yeah. I was the one giving money and, and making sure that Mbaba and Jambaka
0: hey. No, that's amazing. I love Giampa that. Just. <laughs> I love the journeys when people talk about, because, and the reason why I tap into those things, I want to connect to the lowest person, to somebody in Uganda with your story. Um, I know we, we, we're we going to talk about fashion and all that, but I go into these details to another child in Uganda, another Winnie there that looks at you as a fashion designer, but they don't know what you went through. Or they might be, in microfinance, and they're like, there's no way I'm going to be into fashion. But like when they listen to your story, you did microfinance, we're getting an old one job, on 27th, but now you fulfill fulfilling <laughs> the dream. It might happen to another child too. and That's why some people might look at that as not important, but I love that. I love those details, the small details that people just don't see you on Instagram today and they don't think you have a backstory, you have things, challenges like you went through. So my other question I want to ask you is, doing fashion in another country like in Spain and you're Ugandan how do you incorporate or do you even incorporate like a Ugandan style in your fashion designing when you're in a different country
1: yeah in a way in a way I do because you know it's 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 almost impossible to not uh implement myself in stuff that I do even when I'm in the kitchen making a meal you know there Mm -hmm. is that Ugandan touch that has to show up one way or another yeah and in fashion it it's, it's like an automatic thing when I'm starting to think about, for example, um, we're going to, re- to um, release a collection. Uh, the first thing I think about is the fabrics, and I want to put a Ugandan touch somewhere, you know?
2: Uh-huh. So
1: that's why you look at the work and you see there is an African print coming through, or there is a certain design factor that um, kind of holds for... The Ugandan touch, so yeah, it, it happens. It's
0: always in there. And the reason why I asked you that because I've seen some of your prints that I've seen on Instagram, people are wearing. I'm like, that design looks like you know the Ichikoi or like the the thing they put in the Gomesi, the colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I remember that. Yeah. I see, and it takes somebody who knows. A, behind the scenes of that to understand what it is. So and that's the reason why I wanted to ask you that specifically because I've seen it on your work and I'm I'll put some of the pictures in here you sent me um for the people watching to see what I'm talking about. Or even if you want, you can go check um her Instagram page and her social media platform to see the style that she does. It's really amazing and how she incorporates that um into her work. And I love that when I see other people who are in the diaspora doing different work and just keeping their culture or like they express their love for Uganda in different ways. Like when I was starting the podcast, I was looking for a name. I was like, what else can I name my podcast besides being a Ugandan boy who is living in America? Like I might be American and all that, but I'm still Ugandan and I want to represent Uganda um, in, in what I do. But what inspired you to pursue fashion? Like what's the one thing that I was like, I'm, this is what I'm going for? Is it a person? Okay, or
2: yeah,
1: is it... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really yeah. sincerely I have zero idea yeah. of what inspired me. Mm-hmm. I think it's these kind of things that you do not know yeah. that it's developing within you and it just all of a sudden you're like oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a as a young person growing, you feel like maybe it's a transitional thing, it's a phase that is passing. I really cannot uh, pinpoint the particular moment there where you. I was like, yeah, I, I want to do this, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think it was, and it's funny because most women, we have this feeling of fashion. We love fashion. We love to go window shopping or shopping itself and all of these kind of things. And you're thinking it's because I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. I love I love clothes. That's what girls do. So you you really do not know when it strikes that mm-hmm. actually it's the uh, it's something, it's your talent, you can do it. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I, I really can, I don't know how to put it in words specifically, yeah. but I have no idea when it
0: started. No, that's amazing say- because, and that's the other thing too, Because um, when when I ask people that question, I mean, most of them, they say, hey, this and this and this inspired me to do that. But also that's a reminder to person like It doesn't have to be something that inspired. It might be something that just comes up and then you just go for it because other people you might have looked at somebody who is a fashion designer and like, one day I want to be like that person. But it's not like that all the time. Like sometimes you might just, I would say in a layman's language. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I wouldn't agree you.
0: What are some of the challenges uh, you faced as a fashion designer, um, in a different country, uh, with with like the work you do. What are some of the challenges? And then you give us some of the amazing opportunities or the positives that you've gained being a Ugandan in, in Spain.
1: I, I, I usually like to look at challenges as opportunities mm-hmm. and, and play around with that. Like for example, the first time I was here, the, the, um, the first few years when I was trying to get into the market, mm-hmm. I was making my clothes totally in African print, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I quickly realized from the response of people that that is not what this market wants. And that for me was an opportunity to reinvent myself and create something that suits the market here.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that meant that I had to go and study fashion. Because by then I was using YouTube University. University <laughs> <graduates>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have degrees here and masters in P- everything, yeah. you know, from YouTube. And I quickly realized that I needed to study fashion to understand the market that I'm getting into. So for me, that challenge created an opportunity to go to university Mm -hmm. uh, because I had to study and understand what do the people here want? Who are the, actually, who are the designers in this country, Mm -hmm. you know? Who are those people that are influencing fashion in this country? And Mm -hmm. the only way you can know this kind of information is if you dive into, the school and all of that and you study the history of this country and the clients what do they expect when you talk about for example uh, a classic look here mm-hmm. it's not a domestic you know so i cannot bring uh ugandan understanding of fashion into the market here because it's like whoa hold your horses mm-hmm. so that also gave me an opportunity to go to university again and study fashion and understand what people want. Yeah. So that was a challenge. But that was also a, an opportunity in itself. And then the other challenge could be fabrics, mm-hmm. sourcing fabrics, it's super challenging, because most of the blacks that are living here, the Africans that are living here, they are mainly Muslims and they are more conservative and stuff like that, so they they kind of don't wear the chitenge like we do, you know. So it's very very hard for me to source fabrics and and have them readily available whenever I want them. Hmm. So that, that is a challenge, but hey, one or another, we make it work. That's exactly. what makes. Our work
0: stand out, you know? Exactly. I know I asked you the negatives and the positives, but before we go to the positives, I want to pick up on what you just said. I just want to let it pass. From what you were just saying, I picked up that you went and did fashion. Like It it came up and you wanted to do it. You went for it. You went to YouTube uh, school, and that's very important. That note right there, I'll break it down. A lot of people have the dream a lot of people want to do something, but then they will look at themselves. i like, "Nah, this I so maybe." Like I don't know, and then their dream will die. But here you have a dream. Then go to YouTube, teach yourself some, teach yourself the the basics, the start. Like you know, and then in the future, when you get the opportunity, you get the chance to go to school. So like sometimes you have to just start. And then, begin to a But sometimes people don't think about that. They just don't even start because they're like, you know what, I didn't study that. I can't do it. That's not the final. So like, that's what I picked up from that. And that's really amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, what you want versus what everyone else wants mm-hmm. and what everyone thinks that you should want. And if you wanting something because uh that's what mommy wants you to want, or that's what daddy wants you to want, then that is when you come across such kind of difficulties of your ah, service so but when it's you that is initiating that thing, there is a drive already within you that, mm-hmm. that pushes you so maybe if you feel like there is so much um push on have your have your. then then maybe you should uh, look in the mirror and rediscover yourself, is it what I want or is it what mommy wants, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Because when it's what you want, there is no way mommy can stop you. You know, you will do everything to convince her that that is the right
2: direction Mm -hmm. to go, Mm -hmm.
1: you know? Because, for example, actually, a funny story is that when I joined modeling, because my mom is is a you know? And when I joined modeling, her biggest fear was that I'm going to be in bikinis and doing all of <laughs> all of this other type of modeling, you know, be in red pepper all of a sudden. And it's like, hey, Auntie Grace, we saw your daughter in red pepper modeling little clothes, you know, and she was scared of all of this. And she told me, you know. And it was up to me because I really wanted fashion, even if I didn't know exactly where I was going with it, but because I had the drive within me, I told her, okay when it is time for that kind of fashion, I will talk to to my management and tell them that time mm-hmm. i don't I don't model swimwear, I don't model bikinis, I model full-on outfit uh-huh. you know so when they have those gigs they'll not call me And she was like
2: okay yeah
1: you know yeah. she gave it a try because because you know you show the other side of of, of stuff and the parents are like to love it let's try it and if you don't follow in then we we'll pull you out you yeah. know kind yeah. of thing so i think it's it's all the drive within that makes you go to youtube and Unless you ask
0: the other people like him hey, mm-hmm. you know? i like that i like the story you shared because i think the those little bit of story speaks out to people like there might be a child there who wants to do modeling but she's in the same situation like that you can negotiate and you can set principles of what you want to do you know like this is what i can do this is what i can't do but the whole point and what you you just said is passion when you have a passion for something that passion that you have is going to motivate you to do things. Even in the hard times, it's a passion that you have in your heart that's going to help you go through those tough times. You know, I have to persevere and I have to do it. But when you do it because your mom told you and you don't want it, you know, it's going to be hard to go through those tough times. So that's I'm going to...
1: Frustrating.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's frustrating. Have you seen a doctor? They treat you like you're another number on yeah. the board. It's because they are not know doing what they want. Exactly.
0: But the teachers.
1: And they are happy to do their job. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you feeling? Oh, I see here you're feeling like this. Did you try this? Is this happening? You know, and the other one is like, what this okay you go and take a painkiller yeah they don't even want to discover what's happening it's like Genda. because <laughs> money was like well you know where you
2: know. <laughs>
0: That is true. Uh, that's a perfect example. Yeah, that's why you find people in their careers now, but they don't offer you good service because they were forced into that or even not even forced into that. Some people, even when you're adults, you do a job because you don't really love your job, but like you have different ideas why you're doing it. And that's why we have, as customers, we experience bad services because of people who are doing something they didn't really love. How do you keep up? With the Uganda fashion, like how do you stay updated with the Uganda fashion designs when you are in the like in Spain? Like, are you do you even collaborate with some Ugandan fashion design, designers there?
1: I haven't yet collaborated with any fashion designers in Uganda, and also um, it comes in play that uh, because of the kind of market that I'm serving right now, mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult for me to um for example design a typical african design and they understand it
2: yeah.
1: um for instance when you look at the the designs that we make even on on our website some of the words we write there we include something like uh, mixing of cultures you know and that is so that we can um attend to the to the clientele that we have because mm-hmm. um If I were to follow in with the Ugandan fashion trends and try to introduce them here, uh, let's say, for example, we have around 40 something Ugandans living in Spain, the whole of Spain, Mm -hmm. you know, at that point, I think I'll be marketing to those Ugandans that are living in Spain and the Spanish people that are here that have a certain necessity and a certain need, I will not be catering for it. So, I guess to answer your question, no, I do not Mm -hmm. really follow uh, the Ugandan fashion scene like that. Um, However, I try to see what is happening there and see like, for example, stuff that are as minimal as the colors of the season. And Mm -hmm. um, are people liking to wear baggy clothes So, what is going on there? That I can, I can mm-hmm. kind of implement it a little bit here and there in yeah. my work, but I cannot uh, carry like the entire idea
2: mm-hmm. and
1: put it here, because like I told you at the beginning, they, the people here clearly showed me, and the the good thing here is that the people are, are rather uh, vocal, mm-hmm. so they told me, for instance, like, oh, your your prints are too loud, we cannot, uh, I, do, I don't know where to wear them to, i don't know if i'm ready to have all that attention if i go somewhere and because of that i had to you know go to school and study and understand what they want and all of that all of that was to kind of quote unquote unlearn Mm -hmm. what i i knew from fashion in uganda and relearn fashion in a european perspective if you put a bold color uh don't make it too loud and if it's too loud try to make a design of it that is rather simple so that i do not stand out too much mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a whole
0: yeah we talked about Ali about the the Ugand, you how you incorporate some little bit of ugandan in your styles like what you do it may not be completely a ugandan design like something you design to come up with your own fashion design like when you're designing the are you designing those clothes best to the people living in spain because that's where your market is at yeah okay
1: actually yeah i design specifically for a european woman okay at least for now Mm -hmm. when uh, who knows what the future maybe there's an investor that wants to invest in me to produce (laughs) stuff that is specifically for the ugandan market i'm good let's do it you know yeah
0: the reason why I also asked you about the yeah the reason why I asked you about the Ugandan um, market I saw you did you win an award with a brand's aspers yes okay that's that's, that's yes. where that's why I was leading to like uh, <laughs> well, that, that, uh, it was it
1: was actually under the category of emerging fashion designer, Africa in the diaspora.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: So it was for Africa as a whole. It wasn't Ugandan yeah. designer. It was more of African designers in the diaspora.
0: Okay. Let's talk about that because now when I'm talking to award winners, you know, you like a, I like how was your... was you. like <laughs> you. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Let's <laughs> talk about like, like how, you, through your nomination and through winning the award, like how did you feel the first time you got nominated, you knew that you got nominated in the Aspers and how did that feel?
1: Incredible. Mm. Incredible, because as, as someone that loves fashion, uh, and living in Uganda, that was the biggest award, if not still the biggest award. You yeah, know, yep. uh, you check on the on the continent, it's like the biggest red carpet award uh, ceremony, and it's all of these kind of things that you see and you think that it doesn't even to be our you, you know, like how we were saying about yeah. when you want something and you're like, I don't know, you know, maybe it's for those people, but not for me. Yeah. Let those people win their things for us. We shall be here doing our things in Pola and for for
2: Yeah.
1: And then you you receive a, uh, an email saying you've been nominated and it's like, Wanji, mm-hmm. who? <laughs> Did they see my work?
2: Yeah.
1: Is it worth it? really oh my goodness you know and it's it's like a reassurance that
0: you're on the right journey no that that's definitely amazing and when i saw that i was like i need to to," when every time i'm planning to host somebody and i see they won an award i want to put myself in their shoes like i want to know the feeling because i know how it felt when i got nominated and winning an award you see like yeah my work is up there um and at the time when I got nominated, I. Babaluku told me not to say these words again about my podcast, but like when you say, I didn't see myself as like, there's, uh, there's a lot of other people out there doing an amazing work and stuff, but sometimes it, we, I put myself down than where actually people see it. I go, no, Bunny, you need to take credit for what you've done. And that has been part of my biggest challenge, Kwang I was like, I mean, I know where I want to be. I know how I want to push myself and I- improve. But people are more like, enjoy and give yourself credit for what you've done so far. Uh, but I was also in that moment like, I, I'm, I'm not worthy to be nominated. I'm not worthy to do this. But once you suck it in, you feel it. You'd be like, yeah, I'm doing amazing. I'm, I'm doing my best. You, you're doing everything. So every time I get to talk to that, I want to hear what other people felt winning awards and being nominated so that's amazing thanks for sharing that i was gonna ask you about something you can tell a young girl in uganda um to look out for a young girl who wants to be in fashion design what's the one thing you can you've learned in your life like you can tell the person who has the dream
1: um that your dream is valid and if you feel it at your core don't let anyone tell you otherwise,
2: Yeah.
1: you know, and to be something, it doesn't matter, you should, even if you don't want to be a fashion designer, even if you want to be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember that there is only you, one you, there is not another you somewhere else. And much as you see that there are other people that are doing what you're doing. The fact that you are uniquely you, there is a chance and a very good uh, 99% possibility uh-huh. that what you're bringing is something new because you've had everyone else, you've seen everyone else and you still feel like there is something you can bring to the table.
2: Yeah.
1: And that makes a whole lot of difference. Because when I was starting fashion, I was looking at all the big fashion designers and I was like, hey, now, I don't think I can compete with that. but. You have to remember that you're you're not supposed to compete with those. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to compete with yourself. Exactly. And that is why when, for example, the nomination and you feel like, oh, my God, is it happening? Is it me? Did they see my work? Because there are other people that are good. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are good. But because you're competing with yourself and that means you're reinventing yourself every time, there is always something new. So don't underestimate what you you have within you because trust me there is something yeah.
0: big if you feel it explore it yeah those are more molded so just lift yourself up just explore it and take every opportunity that you can get what is that one thing that's on your instagram that has 20 africans creatives to know like i was gonna ask you about that
1: uh so that is uh a magazine that is based in um, in Nigeria, but with their headquarters in France. Okay, and it, it was it was a surprise, mm. you know. It's it's amazing though. Um, just a little RUGAMBO now, yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, that's why we, that's why we have podcasts. to are RUGAMBO. to way, to way. Too way.
1: <laughs> you know, like there the, there are moments that happen to me, and it's just so surreal like besides the part of being nominated and winning the awards and everything there is this thing of when you're feeling kind of down and stuff is not working out and you're struggling with with different things in your headspace and just all of a sudden there is this thing that is happening and they put you up there and, and it's just like amazing how as a christian i say how god just molds things and and just reassures you every time you're going down, and it's like, "Hey, Winnie, have you seen this? On there is this uh, big magazine, award-winning magazine that is writing about you, saying you're among the top twenty young Africans to get known." And I'm like, "What? You know?" And it's that moment when you're feeling down, and you're like, uh, uh, "You know, it could have been much easier by now." And and it's not getting any easier. And this comes out, and and it was for me. It was a, it was a pleasant surprise because yeah. it caught me at the moment of, I need I need another Winnie, you know.
2: Yeah. To
1: to take on the hard part, and maybe I'll come back when it's easier mm-hmm. in a way. So, it that that's what that was really.
0: I'm um, I'm so proud. Uh, to even see you and e- talking to you people who don't know you about what it is uh, people who are listening or watching like when you get to know her like talking to her she's humble like even the stuff like she's talking about here you know like that's when i look up to people like here i want to be that humble and once my like no matter what you've won no matter where you are in life you're still down to earth because who you are, and that's what I want to be. That's why I ask God to be like, no matter where you get in life, what you have achieved, what you've done, you still stay humble. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, it's yeah, <laughs> but you mentioned something that I wanted to add on a little bit. It's when you're feeling down, you need another we need to lift you up. People see us put our work, people see me post podcasts consistently every weekend without missing. no But throughout the week, there's a part that people don't see and I want to be open as much as possible. It's like sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes you ask yourself questions like am I doing enough? Is this good enough? Is this worth? And then sometimes the negativity hits you um, which people won't see. People won't see that. People won't see that I've struggled with oh man I didn't like I'm not doing good enough this is not good and you're trying like you're giving up but then you pick yourself back up people don't see that they just see the final product but I like when when you share that like even when people go to your Instagram 20 like 20 Africans you know she's in that oh what what behind that there's a lot of other things that are happening that you just mentioned there, and it just touched my heart And that's why I want people to listen to that. You know, like, it's not all the glitter you see. on. Yeah, that's that's the proverb, all glitter is not gold Like, yes, we've thanked God and we've been blessed to achieve this, provide this. But sometimes behind those scenes, there's a lot of fight and effort and lifting up that has to go on.
1: And it's not only sometimes, it's a lot of times, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of times, especially when it comes to creative work. It's a lot of times because um, the, the things we put out are the good things, you know, uh-huh. but the things that actually, actually happen before that good thing, that is work. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of doubt. That is a, a lot of reassuring yourself that you are actually capable. That it, it's, it's too much that you have to rethink and rethink and re- up yourself every time. Just yeah. um, last weekend or two weekends ago, um, we received uh, an email from one of the people that we we're working with on, mm-hmm. on some project and it's getting delayed and it's get, it's dragging on longer than it was supposed to. And now it has been pushed into the next year. And, and it's these kind of things that they make you feel like, am I not doing enough? Mm-hmm. What is happening? And then just on Thursday or Wednesday, I receive um, an audio recording from an, from a nine-year-old girl that is from one of the local schools here in Spain and sending me a message and saying, I did um, a presentation at school about you. I want to be as good of a designer like you are. And that alone was like, you know what, Wait. we got this. We got this, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's amazing just just keep on going because sometimes the things that we do that seem so small to the other people like you said the people see the good but sometimes it's that good that actually uplifts another person it doesn't matter how you're feeling in this moment but this kind of messages so and you keep sending those good messages I'll work affecting <laughs> a, a positive way just say, eh, <laughs> eh. Eh. Power in those words that is
0: me. true, that is true, and that's why I love to reshare all the good comments people leave on the podcast. That's why I love uh, feedbacks. Um, yes, I'll make a statement that says I feed off your feedbacks, it fuels me, but I'll be lying to say that if you don't give me feedback, I will stop. No, that's not, like it will fuel me, <laughs> that's but I'm, that's not what we mean, yeah. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, we love the feedback, but it's not uh, if you don't, it doesn't mean that. If you don't send the feedback, we'll stop. But it adds to the energy that we already have. It makes our work fight easier to know that we have uh, people out there cheering for those. Uh, we're coming almost close to the end of this recording, but I have a few questions that I want to ask you. One of the questions is, what's a life lesson you've learned in life to this point?
1: Life lesson.
0: I think... Maybe the whole, top, you know, the life lesson. No, I just want. Learning, <laughs> yeah. We are still learning, <laughs> We
1: are still learning. <laughs> life
2: why we're
0: not. We're not. We're not.
1: We're not. We're not. is are not. We're not. Don't be rigid about what you know, yeah. you know. Be yeah. flexible to learn new things and unlearn what doesn't serve you anymore. I think that is what I've learned so far. Who knows what I'll say tomorrow, yeah. but so far that is what I've learned. That No,
2: that's a
0: good one. Unlearn
1: <laughs> what is not serving and
0: pick up mm-hmm. better habits, yeah. That's a good one. And actually, when I ask those questions, and I like to ask them to other people because it makes me think and reflect in my uh-huh. life. Okay. Like, have you learned? <laughs> What is your life lesson? <laughs> okay. um, my life lesson. It's actually hard than I thought okay, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: when it takes time. I think my life lesson has been stay humble, like no matter what. um, When you stay humble, no matter somebody who is older than you or younger than you, they can add something to your life. you just give a story of a nine-year-old girl who shared something with you, like they add to your life. She's nine years old. You're way older than her. Um, my personal story, I had a 10-year-old kid. When I came to America, I was going to school, and I didn't have... My sponsor lost his job right after I got to America, and I was getting kicked out of school. And this one kid was 10 years old. He asked me to go to his house. He asked his parents, hey, can Bunny come to our house? So I went to their house, and I was telling them about Africa, about Uganda, Um uh, the animals because they've seen all those uh animal kingdom animal whatever uh lion king and they are asking about they know there's a lot of lions in Africa. So the kid wanted to just speak to somebody who was lived in Africa to get the feeling of Lion King. So I go to their house, I tell them about the lions. is is back but like Expert, so I tell this kid that story, and I don't know where this kid got that from. But he asked his parents, Does bunny need anything? But his parents knew I was struggling with school, I like didn't have really a sponsor. And this kid brought a jug full of like dollars like a hundred, like one dollar, uh, two dollars coins and then he brought it to my school and gave it to the registrar and told the registrar, like, Hey. Can you put this money to Bonnie's school? This kid was 10 years old. You know, like, so that's the story I had to say to back up my life lesson is like, when you stay humble, it doesn't matter who, like, that kid, 10 years old, just sitting down with him, talking to him about Lion King, like, just, because I would have said, ah, would devour you're like, like, I don't have time for that little kid, you know? But you don't know what they're going to add on to your life in the future. You don't see the picture. So that's been a life lesson for me. And like you said, like today I might say that and tomorrow might be a different. But I like I wanted to put that out for somebody to just get the behind the story of that. Um, Yeah, just stay humble. Just, just stay humble. You can always add on to your life. Anyway. Let me ask you another question. <laughs> oh <my
2: God. laughs> um,
0: what gets you excited about life?
1: Um, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why excited. That's why I have those three last questions, and they are meant for that. So enjoy them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, totally enjoying. And one on one. Okay, enjoy it. What makes me excited about life?
0: I would say, um, oh, wow. I'm going to enjoy listening to this one after. Ask the second,
1: the third question, then I will revisit. The okay.
0: Second. The third question is the final question, but to you, this is not the final question. It's a signature question on the podcast. Who would you like to see on this podcast next as a guest? And you're going to help me. Connect me to that person.
1: I know you're not making it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually I might We are running so that we find the easier portrait and I will let her be <laughs>
2: what? what
0: um whew. Some people have said okay I'll give you some uh it uh about Chibagami like so some people uh, They've said from what gets them excited about life, they from food, from hanging out with people, um, or like when you make a design that you've had in your head and then you see it out on somebody wearing it. Like when you walk on the streets and see somebody wearing your design, your style, or when you see it on the magazine somewhere, like that could get you excited about life. But uh, your, your answer, youngest, I got to pay you.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can build up on that, but that's true. <laughs> all of those all of those are, are true. But number one, I'm not. I'm not really a foodie, okay. so yeah, that doesn't really excite me about life. Hmm. We, food. We don't have the best relationship. Yeah. We have it, but yeah, no, really. Um, I don't know. I think what excites me, probably, I would say when I think about the, the future, mm-hmm. uh, the promise that that Wayne Chirago has, it, it kind of excites me, you know, like when I'm feeling rather down and, and I imagine every single step that I have been taking till now, it excites me to know how far we are going to reach, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, I think that is a big drive for me. Yeah. I like to see, of course, the creations that I make and and from the sketch up to the final product, all that is beautiful. But I think for me, it's the thought of where I'm trying to drive the whole brand. That excites me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. now, now you go back to the other question I asked you. Who would you yeah. like so to see? I
1: don't know another
0: question. I you. <laughs> <so> <laughs> <other laughs> <question.
1: laughs> <laughs> Say that, vida Which other person can you bring? It
0: could be anybody, actually. Like, that's the other thing I say on the podcast. Once anybody that's willing to sit down with me to have a conversation, I don't pick or I'm not picky. The reason why I made this podcast is to be an opportunity for anybody that's willing to sit down with me to impact another person's life. So I look at it. So if there's anybody you know that would love to talk, um but also if you don't have anybody on your mind right now just allow come seeing na yeah you still have to send me somebody you know like on whatsapp or instagram hey i got i found one
1: Oh wow you the, the issue with me is that i'm super disconnected from social media
0: yeah like, i know i know that boozans <laughs> <probably.
1: laughs>
0: No, I you. To i stay need...
1: away from social media because most of the times, when you're creating, you do not want to be influenced a lot. Yeah, you know, because I don't like to design following what is trending. in
2: mm-hmm.
1: So when I'm in my creative headspace, I I don't like to be on social media because my social media, the my personal one is full of a lot of uh, fashion bloggers and vloggers and mm-hmm. fashion brands. And, and I look at, at so much of their work. Yeah. And it I don't want it to come through when I design my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going into creative space, I tend to uh, disconnect from oh, all don't. of that. I deleted my Instagram, my Facebook. I, I just deleted the, the applications. And when I'm done, creating
0: my own stuff, then I can download good That's a good, that's a good idea, that. actually. Nange, I'm, I think this is the second last episode I'm recording for this year, and then I'm going to cut it off 20. till, take a break mm-hmm. till February. Um, I mean, the good thing I pre-record these and then I just schedule them every weekend. So I think I'll have enough to take me through maybe half of December. But I won't be back with the new episode till February. I want to no, but it's, it's always good to have that time to yourself. Um, Give yourself that time. So, no, it's, it's fine until I understand. One thing I mentioned, I, I forgot to mention, we, we talked about this like months ago. So your design, uh fashion design is called wine shirabo. And are you Winnie? Um, or like Winnie. Winnie, so Winnie as in W I N E, is that? Yeah. No, that's wine. I E yeah. No, no,
1: W I N N I E. That is my name, Winnie.
0: And then the brand is. The
1: brand is wine.
0: Nice, that's amazing. Anyway, yeah. wine. I'm super excited to have had a conversation with you about fashion design, mm-hmm. about what you do. It's amazing to just get to know you as a person and how humble you are how open you are to just have a talk for my podcast for my listeners and hopefully somebody is getting inspired out there who wants to looks up to you wants to do what you're doing once again all the listeners if you want to know more see more of what she does her social media i'll put all that information in the description below and then you can check her website out and get inspired if you have a question, I'm sure she will answer it. She's very humble. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, that is
1: that that that, that is so true. Yeah. But Jane Gume, there is a chance that I will not
0: answer you. Yeah. That is true. Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we any, like humble people over here.
0: That's true. That's true. Same here. Um any final words you want to say to my people, my listeners?
2: Um I'll be
1: glad to see you around my vicinities of social media and everywhere so don't be a stranger over there. You come and visit us and, and say hello I come, I'm come. i coming from the Ugandan Boys podcast and whatever you say we'll be happy to have you there and uh, just be you, be yourself, enjoy your life and the people that understand you when you're yourself
0: but happy night. Amen. we Hey there. Uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.